are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, Donna. A warm welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's beautiful having you here. I came across your NDE story and it just was so beautiful to listen to. And I think stories like that give so much hope to those who have lost people, those who are afraid of dying. And it's really that big question that we all have, what happens when we die, right? And all these NDE stories can sort of calm us a bit and give us, give us some glimpses of what might happen. So I would really love to hear that story today. But before we go into that, I'm curious about your life before, because to me, uh, from my experience, having interviewed a lot of people with near-death experiences, it seems like there is a before and after. <laughs> so were you spiritual at all before this happened? Were you religious? Did you have any spiritual beliefs? Yes, uh, my spiritual journey is kind of up and down. Uh, so I was born and raised Roman Catholic, and then left the church as a teenager. I was kind of mad at God over some things. And then uh, when my dad passed away in 82, I found my spirituality again. Um, in that, I also had um, 
psychic abilities since I was four, or psychic sensitivities, I guess is a better way to say that. And so my spiritual journey was up and down, and I kind of assimilated all that information into uh, where I thought was a good place prior to my drowning. And that's how I died. After that, what I experienced on the other side totally changed everything about how I think about things, my belief system. And I tell people I'm kind of a, a Zen, um, Catholic, Buddhist kind of person now. It's it's quite interesting because you had this experience, this NDE experience, and I've heard this again, that many people who have near-death experiences also have some psychic abilities before. Do you think that is linked somehow, that you were more open in a way to experience such an amazing experience? That's a great question. You're going to have to help me pronounce your name. Janneke. Janneke, because I don't want to, yeah. I don't you can think of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs> Janneke, okay. That's a great question, Janneke, because I don't know. I didn't find out that information if it is. Uh, I, I know a lot of NDEers talk about that, but when I drowned, I didn't know there was such a thing as a near-death experience. So I'm not sure how that fit into it. Um, and my psychic abilities changed or were exponentially greater or somewhat a little different afterwards. So I'm not quite sure how that ties in, but I know a lot of NDEers report that. Yeah. I'd love to hear about your story. It was pretty dramatic. You were almost, or you actually drowned. Yeah, I drowned. I died. You know, and I don't, I wish they had another name for near death um, because you die. So I was out on, I, I was vacationing with my family in Northern New York in the Adirondack Mountains in those lakes. And my brother-in-law's company had a cabin up there. And every year we would get the cabin for a week or two. And so we were out fishing in the morning and we were on this boat. It's my brother-in-law's boat and it has twin, big twin engines so that we can convert it from fishing, uh, use the little motor and then for water skiing. But what we were on was a lake toy, but the lake toy was towed by a traditional tow rope. And my sister and I went on the inflatable raft first. It's it's It was called the bullet because it's like a pontoon with... Um, you know, where you can, you can sit on it and be towed around the lake. So we were doing that. We were just being towed around and just laughing and having fun, just a normal kind of a day for, as far as we were concerned on vacation. And the boat itself was a special boat that it can't really take on water because they torque wrench the bottom of the boat every spring. So there was a series of physically impossible things that happened. One, that there was water on the boat, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about the tow rope itself. But uh, we go around in circles, and you get thrown off, and then uh, my brother-in-law brings the boat over to scoop us up. We get on the boat. That helps us get back on the raft toy, and then we let out the rope so that there's no slack, and then we do it all over again. So what had happened was we let out the slack. I was in the front of the bullet. My sister was behind me. When we hear my brother-in-law yell, get off the bullet, the boat is sinking. And on the boat is my brother-in-law, his nephew, and his nephew's baby. So they were really focused on, well, how did water get on the boat? And two, they got to get rid of us to get that boat back into shore because that, that baby's on board. And so everyone had life preservers on. 
So that was good. So I watched my sister. I turned my head and I watched my sister. Where is she going to throw the rope, the, the extra, the little bit that she had in her hand? And she threw it to the left. So I immediately went into the water on the right. So I could hear her splash. I splash. We're in the water. And what that did was it allowed the bullet to drift in the vision site between my brother-in-law and myself. So he couldn't see us. We're in the water and the lake toys in the way. And I looked down and I see the tow rope wrapped around my leg. And I thought, well, that's physically impossible. One, she just threw it to the left. And how it would have come back over and down and under, you know, wrapped around my leg. So I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, how did it get there? Then I heard the boat, the motor start up. And I, I couldn't bend over to get the rope off. I just went, oh, man, this is really going to hurt. And so the boat takes off and the tow rope comes up and it strangles my leg to the bone above the knee. And I was being drugged underwater. And the force that I was being drugged under with the, the water itself was hitting my chest with such force that it was forcing the air out of me. I could see the air bubbles. And I was, I had a series of things that I thought, and I'll go in that sequence. One was, wow, I really could use the head air. It's just gone. Number two was, you know, I have all this college education and I can't figure out how to get this tow rope undone. You know, I don't, I can't be MacGyver. I don't have a knife. I can't do this. And then I thought, well, now I know how I'm going to die because I'm going to drown. And then I started thinking, well, I wonder where they're going to have the funeral. Are they going to have it in New York or back where I live in Arizona? And as I'm thinking that, I die. And I go through this veil. It's a very thin veil. And I, I call it saran wrap, but I, I could feel something. And then, Yannicka, what I'm going to say next is the only way that I can explain it for your listeners, and that is I know I'm I'm now in spirit form. I don't have a body. I don't have eyes. I don't have my body. But that's what it seemed like. So when you die, well, it, this is my designer near death. This is my death. And so what happened was as soon as I popped through that saran wrap, I go, oh, man, I'm dead. Oh, I brought my consciousness with me. You know, I'm I'm here. And then it was like, um, oh, there's no time. I could distinctly feel the difference between time and no time or time and eternity. I go, oh, I'm in eternity. And people ask me all the time, explain that. How does that feel? And I go, I can't explain that. How do you explain that? Time is like over here. It, it feels like, like, you know, it's whatever time it is in the morning and you're going through your day and you kind of, it's kind of this linear feeling. And over there, it's just broke open. It's just wide open eternity. I that's the closest thing that I could come to explain, but you, you die, you're there and you, you cross over. And then I, then this feeling in my body, which I didn't have. So kind of bear with me when I explain it like that is that I knew where every cell in my body was. It felt like I had, I still have my body, but I know I didn't. So trillions of cells that start smiling and laughing and giggling. And I looked down and I go, what are you guys doing? As I'm looking down, I can sense the creator of the universe coming up over like the edge of the earth, like the edge of the earth, like he was coming up. And I, I say he, but it's not a he or she, and it's not it. 
it's a being, a, a massive love being. <laughs> and it seemed to me like the Aurora Borealis, you know, how it spreads across. You guys would know that up in Norway, how it spreads across the sky and it's electric. That's what it seemed like to me. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the creator of the universe. And I realized that's why my cells were so excited and happy. And, and I had a feeling of like going up, and I'm going to say he for the sake of argument, I'm going to go up to him. And I started to look back down to earth. And I thought, my thought was, oh, everyone's going to, it's going to be upsetting for everyone to have to deal with my death. That was the, the thought I was about to say. And I started to turn my head when I could feel a being that was separate from the creator, from, and I'm going to say creator of the universe or God, a different kind of being. And people say, was it an angel? Or I, I don't know. Um, but it was like, don't be afraid. Don't worry. And as soon as they said that, my whole spirit self body was filled with this. I don't have to worry. So when I turned back, it's like everything behind me disappeared. And that's, that's what it felt like to me. And so as I'm traveling up to talk to the creator, then I had this telepathic experience. So I don't know what people think of what telepathy means, but it's like this for me. It was like this. As, you're, as God was saying something, it was like uh, being packed in a, a package and being dropped into my head. And when it got into my head, it kind of popped open. And then the whole concept, like there was, you understood what was about to be said. Like right now I'm using words with you, but that was like, it's like uh, uh, this op um, opening of communication. And he was like, I go, you are the creator of the universe. Like I'm, cause I'm sitting there going, oh my God. You are the creator of the universe. As I hear him say, I am the creator of the universe. And that caused such joy and bliss and happiness, like, oh, my heavens. And it was like, you know everything. As he's saying, I know everything. It's like happening at the same time, all at once. <laughs> and it was like, I even know the number of grains of sand on a beach in New Zealand. And as, it ha as he said that, I'm being rocketed down to a beach in New Zealand. And it's like my eye is up on the sand, like a grain of sand. And I immediately knew the number of grains of sand on this beach. And then I rocketed back up to talk to him. And what happened next was like the whole universe, multiverses, this great opening of everything, this immense space, as love was being shot through my body this way, and the knowledge being put into my head this way, and it was this unbelievable love and bliss and joy, and he used my name, that's not Donna, and so I started getting a lot of knowledges, and I didn't know how I believed about reincarnation, but I could see you know, my, through the millennial, my name that he called me and he used that name. And it was like, like unbelievable love. And I can see why when you have a near death experience, when you die, you don't want to come back. There's no, there's no love on this planet, on this, on earth. There's no amount of love that 
that can compare to that love. Even, you know, your greatest love of your life, of whatever. And, and that's powerful feelings. Love is a very powerful feeling. So um, this is a, like 10 times, 100 times this love. And you just, you know, you're being enveloped and surrounded and hugged. And you're getting all this knowledge about, oh, that's how that works. Oh, that's how that works. And it was this beautiful time. But as I, it felt like I began to slow down and I could look over to my right. I sensed that or felt like there was this demarcation line, if you will. And it was like, if I go over there, I'm not coming. That's dead, dead. So I'm, I'm dead, but I'm not dead, dead. That's the way that I could explain it is that if I go over there, you know, I'm, I'm entering some other place. And so I, I'm, I'm there and, I, and I'm getting thrilled with loved and hugged and all this. And I hear God say to me, well, and then he used my name, not Donna, but well, Donna, what do you want to do here? And so one of my colleges, one of my college degrees is in psychology. So I learned at a time that we did active listening. So active listening is, Yannicka, you, you know, you would say something to me like, you know, oh, today is a blue day. Active listening is, so I hear you say today is a blue day. So, I mean, it's that kind of active listening. So I, so God says, Donna, what do you want to do here? And I go, so? What I hear you saying is that you want to know if I want to live or die. And then I realized I'm doing active listening with the creator of the universe, like seriously. <laughs> so the love that he had for me and doing active listening and, you know, like, like the whole Aurora Borealis just crackled with electricity and smiling. And it was just such a great thing, you know, like, oh, so is, you want to know if I want to live or I want to die. Then I, then I said something next that I, I never thought I would ever say, you know, when, I mean, how do you prepare for when the creator of the universe asks you if you want to live or die? And I said, well, since you made me, I give the choice to you. And that becomes really, really important. And people say, well, that was your choice, but I, I want people to understand about choice. So choosing is that, when you choose, you know what's going to happen next. Well, I choose this, so I'm going to go down this way. And even though like, it might be a new job, you still aren't going to be in the old job. You kind of know something's going to be different. So this one felt like the, the feeling that I had was, do you know what you just did? Do you know, honestly know what you just did? And it was like... Um, so I, I, you know, anyways, it was like, I gave my choice. So I'm being suspended. I'm, I'm actually, nothing is happening or moving. I'm suspended because I've given my choice away and I don't know what the answer is going to be. I don't know what it, what's going to happen here next. And it feels like it was either, it could have been three seconds or three million years. This, this eternity is not the same as what's here. And so I was just sitting there like nothing was happening and I'm waiting for an answer like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I, and I hear, when you go back, you're going to talk to people about the meaning of surrender and choice. So surrender is, I gave, I gave my choice away. I mean, I surrendered. I don't know what's happening next. And choice is, it made it clear why I'm waiting for the answer. It made it clear to me how much choice is in a human being's life. So when we're here, we're choosing things every 
second of every day we're making choices you you have you have like eight things going on in your mind what am i going to have for dinner i need to do this about work you know i got to do this with this person so you're thinking all the time but these are choices that you're making you're going to make or you're thinking about making or i guess the important one is how do you think about other people like when you look at them what are you saying about them that's a choice in every thought has a vibration every thought has goes with it an energy so this whole thing was energy so it made it really clear to me how important choice is so i'm waiting when this is happening and all this is happening to me i'm just sitting there and i'm getting this knowledge about choice and surrender and then it was like i became untethered and that's the only thing i felt like and i could feel myself falling back to earth and i hear god say good answer as i'm falling back down and i snap back into my body and now i'm dead my lungs are full of water i'm being drugged and i still had my thinking and it was like what just happened what was that and how am i going to get out of this and i hear the boat stop and what my brother-in-law later said was he felt a hand on his shoulder like tap him and it made him stop the boat because he could see the something wrong with the bullet. And when the boat stopped, the rope came undone. And I asked, so I was a college professor, and I asked two of our college professors in the physics department. I explained everything. I showed them my leg. I said, how could that rope come undone? And they said, "It's no, it was strangled to your bone. That rope could not have come undone. And it comes undone. And I start swimming to the surface and I can feel human hands under my armpits lifting me. And I was like, oh, is that my sister? So all this is happening. I'm being brought to the surface. The ropes come undone. I get up there and I just got to get rid of all this lake water so I could feel, you know, getting some help, you know, just spitting all that out. And in the meantime, my sister's still back where we, where she was left. And she said, she was watching my her husband kill. She goes, I was watching my husband kill my sister. And, and not like he was doing that, but, you know, I was dying. She knew I was gone. So when she saw me pop up, she comes swimming like 80 miles an hour, just, you know, swimming really fast. And I yelled, don't look at my leg. Don't look at my leg. And I thought it was cut in half. I thought the only thing that I had was a thigh, a bone, and my calf. And so I looked down. I went, oh, boy, that's... It really hurt. So I grabbed my calf because if I twitched or kicked, my leg would fall off. And I wanted to have it at the emergency room so they could maybe try to put it back on. So I go, don't look at my leg. And I, I could feel that I was starting to go in shock. And I said, you know, here's what you do for shock. Get my legs up, but, you know, hang on to my calf. And um, the, the two of us were left out in the lake while we were waiting for her husband, my brother-in-law, to come out with a new boat. And it took a while. So we were out there. I was crying. I was in pain. And he comes out with the boat. And I go, don't look at my leg. And he looks at my leg. And he wants to jump in to try to lift me on the boat. And I go, no, my leg will fall off. <laughs> so my sister, they, he stayed on the boat, the new boat. He threw a rope over. My sister grabbed onto the rope and grabbed onto my life jacket and towed me back in and got me up on the dock and off to the hospital and we found out at the hospital that it wasn't an amputation, that the rope had strangled my leg to the bone. They said, how are you alive? How did it not rupture the femoral artery? So I have this nasty 
strangulation scar on my leg. Um, I've had a, there's the after part. I didn't know if you wanted to ask me about the after part now. Uh, well, I, I'm just so touched. I'm just taking in everything. Uh, it really touches me. This is an amazing and a fantastic story. Uh, there's so much here. Okay. That we can go into. And I was also touched by, was it your brother that was driving? Uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's brother husband. Yeah. Right. That he actually felt, you know, oh. a hand on his shoulder. That's also something I've heard again and again, that it is actually a miraculous um, way that people come back to life also. Um, okay, I want to circle a bit back. So <laughs> you were drowning. The first thing I'm wondering about was, were you conscious when you were dying? Did it hurt? The rope hurt. It hurt it hurt a lot. I mean, that when it came, when the rope came up and strangled, you know, when it strangled my leg, it, there was an explosion of pain in my head. Um, but the dying part was interesting because once I had that pain of the strangulation and I'm being drugged through the water, it's as if the pain went away, as if somehow I, I just had that initial explosion of pain. And then I don't know if I was protected or I don't know what it did, but that went away. And of course, when I died, I drowned. I actually died. And so that experience was like, a, oh, you know, like a normal, you know, like I said, I got on the other side and I went, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> oh. And then it's just so funny when you were talking to your cells or feeling that all your cells were yeah. alive and happy. Uh, was that were you feeling that you were the whole universe? Is that what you meant? Or that you were a soul and in that soul, your selves were happy? That's a great question, um, Yannicky, because it's those cells were my cells, but I, I felt uh, as, as it went on, even though there's no time. So I didn't have a body and there's no time, but I'm saying it like that. It was like, as it went further into the death, I felt like my soul is part of the entire everything. And you also said. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That you got to know so many things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious about what a soul really is. You mentioned past lives, eons of time, and yeah, uh, I'm very curious, what am I? Because you 
uh, had your personality, right? Oh, I'm dead. Like, it seems like <laughs> it was your personality. Correct. Was that the personality of Donna or yes. the bigger, higher self of who you really are? That's a great question. It's, it's, it's who I am, Donna, but it's also who I am forever. So even though I'm having this life as Donna it's a, as an American in the latter half of the 20th century, this new millennium, I'm, I'm living who I am here, yet I have a higher self. I have a, that's the name that I understood when God used my name. It like opened up, oh, I've been this. So I'm sure I haven't been, had the name Donna through 20 lives. You know, so it was like, I'm having, so my personality would be like through those ages. Like there's, there's parts of me that are, have the experience of from, from where I am now, the Donna that I am and all the experiences that I've had in this life have shaped who I am as Donna. But there's a core of me that is, and I, and people want to know my sacred name. It's the reason why it's sacred. It's like, I'm not going to tell you my name. It's sacred. It's me and God. Um, and there's some things that I learned over there that I'm not going to share either because it's, it's, some of the knowledge that I have was for me, for me, mm. when I'm, I want people to pay attention to what I was okay to talk about. I was okay to talk about choice and surrender that I was given the green light to tell people about that. Um, but there's other things that you have to go through life with your experience. If everybody knew everything, it, this won't be earth. This isn't heaven. This is a working planet where you have to, go through these things and evolve and make choices and consequences. If you know too much, you're going to be like, if we had the same love here as we have there, it, there's a reason why that's heaven or the other side. And there's a reason why this is earth. So yes, I felt like I was the Donna personality that I am yet. There's a core part of me that has gone through the ages and it is my personality, and I am a part of that. I didn't lose. You don't lose who you are. Mm. You don't. You are who you are, but different. <laughs> like you're your Donna self, and you're your higher self is the best way I can explain it. Does that make I, sense? Yeah, I feel that's a relief. I've, I've read a lot of comments from people being afraid of the concept of becoming one with everything. That I don't like, you know, the notion of becoming one with everything. Because who am I then? I'll, I'm going to lose. Oh, you're going to be, no, you're not going to lose you. You don't lose you. That's and again, I call it a designer death because God so loves me that he, he so loves me that it's almost like I felt like at one point, I felt like the whole everything was just me and God. It felt like that, but I still had me, my personality, and the love that He has for that. Like He loves my humor. He loves you know, he made me, <laughs> he loves what he made. He loves what I've done with it. So you are you, you're going to be you and you're going to, you're just going to be you. You're just going to find out more about your higher self or the self that's constant through the ages. And it's really, it's not a whole lot different. You, you still have a great personality. You know? That's really interesting that these NDEs are so designer made. And I love that news because I don't like the thought of us not being special at all. I, I feel like we're really special. All of us are unique. We are unique and special. And he has a love for, I mean, he's so great. 
He's so great. We can't even understand the immensity or the greatness, the capacity to, I mean, there's 7 billion of us to love each one with so much love. It's like, there's, there's no end to love. When I found out the difference between eternity, like it doesn't end. It, it, the love that he has does not end. He can, he has the capability of 7 billion. So no, you're going to be you. You're not going to lose yourself. And when you go over, there's no reason to be afraid. People ask me, are you afraid of dying? Not afraid of dying, but I am afraid of getting hurt. <laughs> I didn't like the pain. Yeah. So like, and I didn't know there was near death experiences. So if you're saying, oh, I really would like a near death experience. Don't, don't do that because it's, I have a scar. I have a leg that just, I drag around. My lungs aren't great. You know, It's like I swallowed all this lake water with all these germs in it. And no, it's like to come back, like let those of us that have NDE try to help you that haven't. And you can have spiritually transformative, uh, spiritually transformative experiences. You can meditate. You can get to these states without having to die. And it's just, how are you living your, how are you living each moment? Really, truly? How are, how are you living each moment of your life? What are you, how are you thinking? How are you thinking about your beliefs about other people about, you know, you know, the, to, to bring that love to just, you know, my heart got broken open and that's the best way I can say love just pours out all the time. I found it very interesting that you said that you knew so much, but you can only share a little bit that you got a green light from God to share <laughs> surrender. Uh, that is interesting uh, because it seems like there's there's really a deep reason why we have the veil, right? Why I'm not experiencing this, you have. Uh, but how does it feel like being Donna now coming back, knowing all of these things that you you are not allowed to share, but they must influence you, right? Because I've yes. heard a lot of people have challenges coming back to this right. normal 3D right. world. So how have you been coping with that? It's really, it's really difficult to do that. It's, you know, when you've hit, when you've experienced the afterlife and that love, there's times here I just sit and, and bump. also have the veil also has been open for me. So I can have, I don't want to say glimpses. I don't know what the adjective is. I I have um, access to God and the guides all the time, but it's not like, I'm not sure how to explain that. It's like, I can feel them every minute of every second since I've been back, but I still have grumpy days and there's days I'm still, you know, say to myself, oh, why'd you say that? Have you ever done that, Yannicky? Have you ever done where you said, oh man, Sure wish I hadn't said that. I hadn't done that. You know, sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> you know, it's like you still, um, you still have to go through this life. No matter what you've known or experienced, we're still back here. So I still have the sense of time on my body. I still have my humanness here. So it's almost like you put on a, 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 a wet raincoat or something when you come back. And you still have to kind of trudge through life at times. But for me, when I go to meditate, it's, it's, I can't meditate every second of every day, but when I sit in my room and I get to meditate, it's like a freeing of my soul. And there's some people that come back like Natalie Sudman, my, my good friend, Natalie Sudman and her 
near-death experience in her book, Application of Impossible Things, she gets to explain a whole lot more about what she saw on the other side. So again, it's like designer return. It's not like we're like everybody can't, like it's a big secret. It's, it's not that. It's what I've been asked to do when I came back. I want to circle back a little bit. I'm curious about if you have reflected upon, so why did I experience exactly this? You've probably seen a lot of other NDEs and they're so different. So, and there seems to be so much symbolism in these experiences. Uh, have you reflected upon, you know, why did I have this experience and not that experience? Yeah, that's a great question, Yanaki, because it's like, um, it, like I said, you know, you asked about my spiritual journey and how this changed everything. So it's changed how I view um, the life here and life there. And so for me, some of the things that I can share for me is that uh, a knowledge of having um, a circle of guides around me and decisions that we make before we come into each life. And so um, you get to you get to make decisions about what what experiences would be best for my soul as Donna in this next in this next incarnation. And so I could pick, you know, uh, we think this this would be good. Or I could also choose with my with my counsel, well let's have this experience and let's have that experience. Yet most people think, well, that's, pre, you know, predetermination and it's no, we still have free will. So I can make all these choices with my guides and gods before I come in, because at the last minute you hear, oh, and you're going to forget all this. So it's just like, we still have free will here. So I could have a guideline, I could have a script and I can choose not to follow it. And so, but there's some parts of the script that you had prearranged or, you had agreed to that you don't you don't get you're going to get a form of that uh, that's the best way i can describe it so why it happened to me is i feel like i went with my guides beforehand and made some decisions about some experiences i would have here right that makes sense so it might have been in your soul's plan actually to have an nde and then you were to make that choice yeah, I had a, I, I, there's choices that you make. It's not like I chose to drown. It could be that I chose to, you know, again, I don't know that that's part of, you know, I don't know everything. There's some things that were kept from me because they knew I was coming back. So I didn't get to have that. I know everything about my future life. You know, I don't get yeah. that. Part. You know, I just I, get a lot of, a lot of explanation about how things work, but not specifically about my actual future, if you will, because that, that's not fair that I would get to know that and you're not. Yeah. And I, I think that will be impossible because, uh, well, this is my theory. And from what I've learned uh, from my interviews is that we do have free will. So there is this wild card. So we can never yes. know 100% what's going to happen because you, we were maybe supposed to have this interview, but then you chose something else or I chose something else. And it exactly. didn't <laughs> That's a great way to say that. Yeah. Because it's, it's not quite... Um, uh, yeah, you don't get to know, you don't get to know everything, but I, I get to know a lot of things. Another thing that I get to share is how many guides we all have and the love that we have. You know, people think, well, for one, they think we don't have a guide because 
you know, they would have protected me or they would do this. And I go, yeah, you do. And most people have more than one. To me, like when I look around and see people, it's like, I, you got like 10, <laughs> you know, like you're surrounded with love and help. And, and the way they talk to us is through signs and wonders. And again, you can choose to put an umbrella so that you don't get the grace. You know, you can choose. I don't believe that. You know? So you can block. Have you seen my guides here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Are there many or fewer? Many. Oh. Yeah, you have a great, great heart. You don't have to. It's there's like great, you know, it's, it's different. So how did people react around you when you started speaking about this? I mean, you have a scientific background. Uh, did you, where you met with uh, ridicule? Was it hard for you to come out with this? Because now, you know, you're sharing your story on YouTube. Like, how has that been? I mean, well, I didn't share it. For, yeah, I didn't share it. I didn't share it with my family. I didn't share it for years and years and years. I didn't, no one knew. In fact, my brother saw one of the YouTube um, interviews and he called me up and he said, I had no idea. I said, yeah, I didn't tell anybody. You know, you don't, you're like, what happened? What what just happened? You didn't know that other people have this. You didn't know that there was organizations like IONS, the International Near-Death Experience Network. I, I didn't know any of this. So it was so, um, you die. I died. And I just didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to assimilate it. I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know what words to use. My first public sharing of this was when I was at the Monroe Institute and Scott Taylor, Dr. Scott Taylor was the CEO and he asked me to come. I said, no, I already had a near death. I don't need to come. He goes, no, I want you to come and, and look, listen to these people that have these, um, have done this research. And I said, okay. So I was there. It was the first time I shared about my near death experience. So it took a long, long time. I would tell individual people like um, some my life, I do a million things. So like I've been a professional athlete, an airline pilot, I'm a make, I make jewelry, I train seeing eye dogs, I was a hospital chaplain. I do all these things. And so in those situations, if it came one-on-one -on -one and I knew that my story would help people, I would tell people one-on-one. -on -one. So I told my, my best friend, my roommate, I, I shared parts of it with some people so, but no one's, no one knows the whole story. I see. So was this as real? Like sometimes we have memories and we forget. Was this as real as talking to me right now or even more real? And do you remember it as it happened yesterday or does it start to fade? I'm Never fades, never fades, never fades. I don't need notes. I don't need to. How would I know it happened July 17, 1998 at 12.05? You know, it doesn't fade. Um, so it was time for me to come out and share it and help people, like you said, that are afraid. I can say whatever I want. I can say, you still have to deal with your fear. I'm just trying to tell you, I can say, don't be afraid. It's really lovely. And I know there's people that have had not nice near death, but I didn't experience that. I can't, I can't tell you that I had a bad near death. It's lovely. It was wonderful. It was unexpected. You know, it was traumatic. <laughs> you 
you know, death is like, oh man, I'm dead. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen here? <laughs> you know? So it's like, I can tell you not to be afraid. I can tell you about your angels. I can tell you about love. But again, you're human and you get the choice. You get to choose whether you believe me or not. I have my scar. I can show you my leg. <laughs> so they didn't make this up. <laughs> Why would I do that? I can tell you this and just how are you going to, how people, how human beings respond to it? Because it's very, when you, there's reason why we're given a belief system. It's, it helps us survive. So we have to have something that gets us through the day to day. And when we come up against something that doesn't fit into our belief system, it's very difficult. So people say things like, I mean, people have said things to me like, oh, you're lying. Okay. Pretty sure I not. <laughs> It'd be like if I went horseback riding and I I rode this beautiful stallion. He was black and he had, you know, I'm telling you about my experience, right? And I come back and I go, oh, I just had this great horseback ride. And you go, no, you didn't. Oh, really? It was on a stallion. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's, like, it's my experience. How can you, <laughs> you, you can say that doesn't fit with what I believe. Okay. <laughs> you can say that. But watch your karma. Watch your life review. You know? I feel like people who are saying you're lying. I think yeah. it comes from a lot of fear. Like you're saying their belief system is challenged and that changes everything. I mean, they believe in one thing and all of a sudden, like the world is blue, but now it's green. Right. No, that's not right. You must be lying. Right. And that's how we think. We have, It's the fundamental attribution error that I teach in psychology. And it's like, I get it. You know, we're human. I understand that. Um, but it's best not just to, you know, don't attack someone personally. You know, you can just say, I don't believe that it's green. Okay, great. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to. But I'm not going <laughs> to. The reason I said it was green, <laughs> that was my experience. It's a designer thing, you know. And you came back with two powerful messages about choice and surrendering. I'm curious about the message around surrendering. The, surrendering to me is hard, is difficult. Uh, what's the deeper message there? Is it that surrender more, trust more? That Oh, that's a great, oh, great, great question. I think it's the concept of surrender. And it doesn't mean to be... Uh, uh, to just let people walk over you. Like that doesn't, surrender doesn't mean that. Uh, it's more of a, a it, I like what you said. It's more of a trust. And I still have my belief systems. And you say something to me and it's like, can I be open to that? Can I be open to that possibility? Can I, um, if my guides say something to me, can I, yeah, trust that. Can I, can I trust you know, being open to tell my story. Like I had to surrender my vulnerability to come out and talk about this on the planet. That kind of surrender. Does that make sense? So it's a, it's a more of a global surrender as opposed to a personal, um, I've got to give up. It's not an I've got to give up kind of a thing. It's more of a, when you're given a choice, can I be open to what those possibilities might be? That kind of thing. Does that make sense? Is that, did I explain that well enough for you? Yeah. And I think also that when you come with this message of choice and surrender, it's really up to us, you know, the listeners, okay, what is surrender for me? 
yes. was a choice for me. Obviously, it is something that is important. Uh, and it's defi definitely uh, triggering me somehow in a positive way, because uh, I feel like in my own life, I'm controlling a lot. I'm just hearing about surrendering. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a that's probably hit it more closest to what I it, what it's really about. It's like control to think. My sister has a great saying, man plans, God laughs. <laughs> like like it, it goes back to the notion of I, I made these choices and decisions before I came in about these general experiences. Because I turn to my best friend all the time and I go, I, I chose this? <laughs> like that's even me saying it after all this. I chose this? What was I thinking? But it's more of a... Of a the control and the flow to, it's really more about that. And Michael Singer's done a wonderful job with the Untethered Soul book and YouTube channel. He does a really nice job on what, it, what that means in terms of, uh, you know, surrendering in a good sense. So Donna, from your perspective, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> Love. Love, 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 <laughs> love. Yeah. It's about, it's about, um, you know, I'm, I came as a teacher. I'm a professor. I'm, you know, it's, it's about education. It's about helping people. I'm a healer. I'm an acu acupuncturist. I'm all about helping people and healing people. So it's about 90% of what happens. It's 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you deal with it. And as you're given these choices, as you're given these situations, how do you view it? I mean, I understand how tough it is. I know there's places on this planet that are tough. I get it. I get it. I understand that. But the majority of the people have to make these day-to-day -day decisions. And, and so it's about being aware, like pay attention Pay attention to that. Is that a sign? Is you don't you don't sit there and like get analysis paralysis. You know, oh, is this a sign? Is this is it supposed to be this? No, as it's coming at you, and it's in the moment. Be aware of that moment. Like, oh, this person in front of me. Oh, okay. Can I make a better choice to be? Can I be kinder here? Can I be, you know, kinder, gentler, loving, more loving? Can I make a better? decision for them and me is if this we were the only two people on the planet when this occurred you know what can i do here you know like if we were in a mall <laughs> somebody was coming in to do harm i would probably jump in front of everybody <laughs> you know just like really just what can i do to make it a better planet what can i do to help younger people any people how can i help what can i do what can I say? Words are things. Words are words are things. Thoughts are things. You know, how do you use them? You got a big heart. How are you using it? Those kind of things. And I and I get that sometimes I'm a a dunce too. <laughs> you know, oh man, I should know better than that. Thank you so much, Donna, for sharing your story and for sharing so much love to all the world through what yes. you're doing uh, and for daring to come out with your story and for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light, from here.